In an age of turmoil, can free idiots discussing movies change the world? No! Podcast! On Infinite Earths. Get all your uh, COVID coughs out of the way, Tom. I mean, if I could do that, I'd go see Spider-Man. <laughs> I wish we were discussing Spider-Man <laughs> instead of this. <laughs> I don't because I haven't seen it. So me neither, and I can't. Yeah. You wanna you want you wanna tell the folks at home what you've gone and done? Sure. I made it out with a transformer, and now I've got Omicron. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. Told you not to do that. And a split lip. <laughs> a split lip. I don't know. That's the joke. Of, I made out with a transformer. Pointy. Oh, I see. Carry I see. on. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, alright. Oh no, I've lost my sense of humour. It's one of the Omicron uh, <laughs> Yeah. Taste and smell, fine. Humour, uh... <laughs> Well, welcome to a very Covid-y podcast on Infinite Earth. Our 50th episode at all. Jesus Christ, it feels <laughs> like it, doesn't it? Oh boy, have we saved a good un for number 50. <laughs> We say last one. This might be our final ever episode because there's no coming back from this. There's no coming back. But before we tell everyone what we're doing, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Lewis. I'm Tom. I'm also Tom. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's been so long since all three of us were sort of on the same in the in the same place at the same time. Wow. 50 episodes in and we've done an intro correctly. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Who wants to do the honours and tell the folks at home what we're discussing today? Today we are discussing Rudyard Kipling's classic. No, we're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> not Con Air again. <laughs> no, we are. I mean... There's two words in the, uh, it's home sweet home alone. Not home alone. <laughs> no. No. Not no. sweet home Alabama. I I love that they think we're gonna forget what it's called, so they say it over and over and over again throughout <laughs> the film. I love it. I think it's John Maloney, to be fair, at one point they it did make me laugh. <laughs> Somewhere where you'll be home alone, alone, alone. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So, sorry, wait a minute. You you actually laughed during this film. There's some funny bits. It's a bad movie, but there's some funny bits. <laughs> yeah. There's this there's one or two. I just like how we've now done two Christmas films on this podcast. And <laughs> the two that we picked are Jingle All the Way and Home Sweet Home Alone. Like <laughs> Die Hard is literally <laughs> It it's, is, our, it's our thing. Yeah, it's it's almost like we're going out of our way to piss off our fans. Yeah. Like even Predator, half of them are Christmas movies. Yeah, <laughs> there is a hundred films we could do. Like we could even do Iron Man three to an extent, but we've chosen what is going to become everyone's new holiday favorite. 
Home sweet home alone. <laughs> I mean, we I've, I've seen it twice. So that's how much he likes this. <laughs> Why? I I came in today to his house and he was sat watching it, not for the podcast, just 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 shits and giggles. Really it brings him joy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So a bit a bit of backstory. Me and Lewis sort sort of watched it together. Um, oh. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> We watched it together, but we were blind drunk, and I didn't remember anything from the film, um, which is probably a good thing, as we will discuss. Mm. So I had to sit and watch it again because I'm not as cavalier as Lewis is, who is doing it solely from memory. I chose not to rewatch it. <laughs> I'm choosing to believe that my hazy drunk memories will make this a better film. I mean, it didn't work for Jurassic Park. I don't remember anything from Jurassic Park. <laughs> that- that night is like lost in the multiverse somewhere. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like those episodes of Doctor Who in it where they're just lost in the archives of the BBC. Yeah, at, at some point, years down the line, you're like changing a hard drive or something. The Jurassic Park recording will appear. Yeah, and there's... We'll still won't release it because that's incriminating. Uh, yeah, there's... <laughs> there is an hour of very sus conversation sat in the depths of my computer somewhere. <laughs> and that's for this podcast. Mm, it's... That's saying something. Shall we do some quick facts? Quick facts there! Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot, really. Um, but Home Sweet Home Alone, released in November of 2021. <laughs> <laughs> uh, directed by Dan Mazer, who directed such classics as Dirty Grandpa. Okay. That's it. That's it. It's always done. Okay. Um, but he 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 did write a lot for Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, Borat films, Ali G. So he's done some good stuff. Um, Just not this. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Slightly different. I, I don't know how you go from. I miss the, to... the, the naked wrestling scene in this, to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I like the bit where Rob Delaney bundles up Ellie Kemper in a sack and carries her off. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, so starring Ellie Kemper, Rob Delaney, Archie Yates, uh, Ashling B, Keenan Thompson, uh, Pete Holmes, Chris Parnell for about 30 seconds, and uh, Devin Rattray as Buzz McAllister in one of the strangest (laughs) cameos, McAllister verse moments. I loved it. Um, so when, when we watched this last week and Buzz came on the screen, I said straight away, he looks like he's been drinking the night before. Not the character, the actor looked a little bit hungover. <laughs> and he looks like he's not worked really since Home Alone 2. He just had that sort of living paycheck to paycheck, as we all do, but he looked particularly worse for wear. He looks this- like the guy about like, every Christmas lived off being Buzz. Yes. Just going um, into bars and like, hey, hey, trout sniffer, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this guy. Um, and no sooner than a week after we watched this and discussed how haggard he looked, he was in the news, Devin Rattray, for throttling his girlfriend <laughs> and full on trying to strangle her. Cons- con- consensually? No. Oh, what a horrible, horrible man. Yeah. So... Oh. God damn it, I mean, Buzz. 
when when I watched this film, I did feel sorry for him because he spends all of his cameo talking about his much more famous brother. <laughs> <laughs> but now I don't. How um, fuck him? <laughs> how hard do you think they tried to get Macaulay Culkin to be in this film? All right. At least an email. Although, <laughs> <laughs> well, having said that, I imagine Macaulay Culkin would jump at the opportunity to get any work at the moment. So. I mean, he's an odd duck, I'm not sure. I think it was just out of pure coincidence that the actor who played Buzz was just there on the day. I think he was doing security. Yeah, he's on actually the lot. a security guard. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I, I couldn't find any production costs online for this film. The fact they spent any money on it is enough. Any Disney money mm. as well, like ridiculous. I'm sure, they put CGI breath in <laughs> to make it look cold. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you're probably right because most of it, most of it, and this is something that really bothers me, is like the house, the street, all of it looks fake. It all looks like a back lot somewhere. It doesn't look like uh, an American. You know what? You watch Home Alone. That is believably a Chicago suburb. This looks like they've crammed in 15 houses into a warehouse. So, yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, and probably the fact that it was probably filmed in summer, if it came out in November. In yeah. Los Angeles, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, there's no box office for this because it was released on Disney+. Plus. Uh, but the movie um, ratings, 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Say, like, I, when I searched for it on Disney+, Plus today, I was like, oh, Christmas movie, new out, Home Alone. Yeah, it'll come up quite quickly. I had, I had to type a little bit there. <laughs> they they didn't did want it to jump up. They have buried it already. And it's got a 3.6 on IMDb, which seems generous, to be honest. But there you go. Um, I've, I've jotted down a couple of my favourite reviews from Rotten Tomatoes, just because I think... I think they sum up the film quite nicely. So this is the sort of aggregate audience opinion. And it says, a ridiculous story and an obnoxious main character harder to root for than the villains. Home Sweet Home Alone is no fun for all the family. <laughs> that was great. And then yeah. the, the amalgamated critics review was... No longer will Cole be the punishment for naughty kids at Christmas. Home Sweet Home Alone will be instead. <laughs> that was quite I've just, I've just got this image of naughty children, like, <laughs> as clockwork orange, just their eyes pinned back. <laughs> Being deprogrammed. Oh, rooting in the stocking, all they've got is a picture of Archie Yates from Home Sweet Home Alone. That smug look on his face. Yeah, like I loved him in Jojo Rabbit. It was a lot. It was fun, sweet. Well, we're not talking about Jojo Rabbit, are we? Uh, why? Why does it seem like he's putting on an English accent as well? <laughs> this actor is English. Like, but look, to be fair, I was watching it, and Laura's like, "I made both in. I were. Why am I English?" I was like, "Oh, because because he's English." Is he? <laughs> But this yeah. begs the question, why Why did they make the family English? Why did it have to be Ashling B and Archie X? Why don't you just get I, Americans to do it? Yeah. I think they I think they built it around him. And they had why? To, and he couldn't do an accent. I don't know. Because everyone... It was probably just after Jojo Rabbit came out. He was mm. of the moment. He was quite Is charming, he charming little British what, boy. What else has he been in? <laughs> <Matt>. <laughs> 
he is the it boy right now. He's he's the new Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> she hates. Tom, I am bitterly disappointed. I thought you would hate this kid. Oh no, I do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we might as well talk about this kid. Like, I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he's a good actor. I don't know if he really gets to show that in this. Well, it's it's the well, the whole comparison of the movie. You compare it to the first one, like the the OG. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, because Kevin's a cocky little shit. Yeah, but. There's but something about rooting, yeah. He's got the he's got the magic. You're rooting yeah, for him. mainly yeah, because he's cause... going up against bad people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Not middle-aged my, parents. Like but... my literally my second notice. Are the bad guys the good guys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's such a confusing movie. So my main note that I've written down is just what were they thinking, like. They've, they've tried to frame it from the burglar's point of view. So you sympathise with Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney to the point where you hope they murder this child <laughs> to get their doll. I, I disagree. I say you, you're not rooting for anyone in this film. Yeah. Like, nobody comes out as a good person, to be mm. honest. That Even Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney, I feel like they, they are robbing this. I know it's their item, but they could... This, Whole film could have been solved in five minutes by him knocking on the door and yeah. saying, "Can we have our doll back?" Oh, I ain't got it. Fair enough. But <laughs> you um, you have to compare it to the original, where you've got Joe Pesci being the smarmiest, <laughs> sleaziest guy, and he's so great. And like, you love to watch him, but you love to watch him get hurt as well. Yeah, where these two, you like, oh, I feel kind of bad for these two. I don't know the perfect one for one. Joe Pesci is Kimmy fucking Schmidt. <laughs> oh, I just there is a bit when she gets really angry as well, and she turns, she starts to mold into Joe Pesci <laughs> like, <laughs> when she's in the car, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she turned into Mutley from Wacky Races. <laughs> yep, <laughs> a couple of sassafrasses in there. <laughs> Oh, I just wish it was Home Alone. Uh, just fuck's sake. But I, I re-watched the, the, the OG after this and, you know, I was comparing all the like for like. So I was looking at Kevin McAllister compared to... There's a question. Name me this kid. What's he called in this film? I only know because it's a because I was like, that's not a British name. That's Max. Max, right. Okay, <laughs> okay I couldn't... That's a British dog's name. <laughs> Yes. Gone to my head, I couldn't have told you his name, but I was comparing Max to Kevin. And yeah, Kevin is quite cocky, but he's also down the pecking order in his family. And that gives him that sense of sympathy because all the older kids get the pizza, get the soda. He he has a little tantrum, gets sent to his room. So straight away, they create this kind of, he's the black sheep of the family sort of kid, but he's, he's well loved, but it's it, it feels very genuine. They've had a, a, an argument and you can relate to Kevin because we've all had shitty family arguments. Whereas this kid, Matt, kind of spoiled. Yeah. yeah, he did come across a spoil. There's there's a bit further on in the film where he gets given a super soaker, and I'm like, don't give him that. He's rich. Like this. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you you're not rooting for him. Like it, it's totally uncalled for the way he actually 
nearly kills yeah, his parents of three kids. Two kids? Yeah. Just humans. Just yeah. kill people. I yeah. mean, yeah, there's there's no point in this where you think, oh, I really want this kid to do well. Yeah, the, nothing has happened to him at this point where you think, oh, that's a shame. Whereas, like, I like that with Kevin, it's he didn't get the peeps he wanted mm. and he had a massive tantrum. It's just it's something very childlike about it. Whereas this kid is portrayed as, like, older than he is. Whereas I think with Kevin, they really capture the childlike well, Kevin's side young. to him. He's yeah. young in that first movie. Because I think because this kid's British, he comes across as older as well. <laughs> and there's and something yeah. really jarring about a British accent in an American film. Yeah. They just sound more pompous. He's, I mean, that reviewer says obnoxious. He, yeah, it's not the, it's not the actor's fault, but he's very smug. He is very obnoxious. Do, do you think it's American directors going, we need you to be a bit more tip-top, here we go, there we go, over, over the top? Yeah, quite possibly. Mm. Like, because, you know, English people don't talk... Well, we know. Um, I mean, you don't know English people don't talk like this. Um, but... I do talk on that quite a lot. <laughs> do you? When you're wearing your top I, hat? I slip into it, yeah. Slip on the top hat, slip out of everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I don't know. I, when, when the film hinges on... The kid being, I mean, he's the protagonist, but although he's not, because they kind of, I don't mm. think they, they knew what film they wanted to make because no. Ellie Kemp and Rob Delaney become the focal point straight away. It opens with them at a house viewing, mm. but then it, it's it's their story you're investigating. You know, it's it it show. Can we talk about the fact this whole thing is based on them trying to retrieve a doll that looks cheap with an upside down face yeah like ha- that is the thrust of this narrative we've lost our doll and now we need to retrieve it well that, that's why it's you're not rooting for get a little bit turbo man there isn't it <laughs> <laughs> you're not rooting for max McAllister because he, he literally <laughs> i'm gonna call him max McAllister now. <laughs> um he sounds like a some sort of 80s PI, doesn't he? Um, but um, you're not you're not rooting for him because he literally throws a tantrum because he can't have some orange aid. Yeah, he's being a little shit. Um, which is the worst of the aid-related drinks. Can I just say that I... Um, There's a joke there, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just... You mentioned Turbo Man. I I did rewatch Jingle All the Way this week because why not? Did. Holiday classic. Um, <laughs> Becky Hall's Bob. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that I noticed that the whole film is Arnold Schwarzenegger cannot say Turbo Man. <laughs> he can't pronounce it. Um, what what is that guy's name as well? We were talking about this. What's his actual name in that film? Howard. Howard. Howard, <laughs> Howard Langstein, nonetheless. It's oh god, those parents are assholes. Like they've named their kid something he can't even say. <laughs> oh, let's just talk about Jingle all the way. Oh, shall we? But, uh... <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so <laughs> yeah, Home Sweet Home Alone. It opens with uh, Ellie Kemper, Rob Delay. I don't know the characters' names. They're not important. Um, they're at a house. They're, they're ha- are they selling their house? Is that what's happening? Yeah, yeah. Keenan selling the house for them. Yeah, <laughs> you made a very astute observation about Keenan Thompson in this film. That he likes uh, wine soda. <laughs> what 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 did I say? Was it that I thought he was auditioning for um, Saturday Night Live? Because no. it is. What did I say? <laughs> you said you said he quite... did it for a while. Yes. No. No. You said quite eloquently about half of the film. He's clearly nobbing Ellie Kemper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, eloquent as ever. Um, I mean, he is. He. he Visibly knobbing her, like. Why is he always there? Like, <laughs> yes. And you said something about him as well. You were like, "He's the villain." Yeah, he's, he's the because villain. Because why was he not the one that stole the doll? That would have yeah. made so much sense because you've got a famous actor, ish. Um, and in the end, nobody has stolen it. But it would have been a really good twist if it turned out because he's got the perfect access, a good motivation access. You know, yeah, he's, 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 he's in the house. And it's like there was no logic to any of this plot because it all hinged on like a circumstantial coincidence that Max saw the doll. The doll happens to get taken by somebody else unrelated we're, to Max. We're ignoring the fact that all of this film hinges on the fact that Max needed a piss. <laughs> <laughs> if he could hold his his waters, like this film would not have happened. Wait, why is that? What happened at the beginning? The only reason they go to what happens the when... is because Max needs a piss. So they just go into somebody's house. Yeah, for it. Oh, he, he literally just goes, God. drops the kids off at the pool, and then he steals the doll. Apparently, how? How lazy is that writing that they couldn't think of any other way to get the main characters into this house? Like it couldn't have been a friend that was viewing it or a, or a relative. It had to be, he needs a piss and we happen or, to be driving past. Or they're both at the airport and they mix up bags. One of them's got the expensive doll in it. And that Don't takes that away much. the fact that he stole something and he's a little shit. Yeah, I mean, it would have made him more likeable because it's, hmm. you know, hijinks rather than I, I'm a dick. I almost wish he did actually steal the doll. At least then it creates a bit more tension. Yeah, he's got it. The, the kid's a bit dark. Make him a little bit sinister. If you're going to do it, it's fucking do it. Yeah, I, I, like, I did like that they were try- they tried to spin it so that you're kind of rooting for the bad guys this time around. But like, yeah, there aren't any bad guys. There's no bad guys in this film. Go away, obviously, Max. Yeah, McAllister. Yeah, don't spend any time with the kid. Had it all be from their perspective, and it's basically like a PG Soul film. It was like, yeah, what is going on? We're just trying to get our thing. (laughs) Yeah, that that would have been genuinely fascinating. Don't show any of the preparations with the booby traps. No, just do it all. Yeah. Just a complete reverse oh, of the first film. And although we would have missed out on the uh, the robot saying the word "booby" is blocked on this search. <laughs> That's well, smart. That's up there for thinking. Oh my god! Um, the... That's the thing. There are some good lines in this. Like, I wrote... No, there aren't. No, there aren't. All right, all right. They were talking about what happens when like 
is it still stealing if you're stealing from stealing something that someone stole from you? And they go, that's what OJ got in trouble for the second time. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. I fun. Guess. That's fun. In, a P, in a PG film as yeah. well. Is it in a, in a PG film? Not very relevant. Yeah, not very topical. They do a couple of those where they reference adult things, but adult things from the 80s. <laughs> it's like, who is this for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a question. Who is the target audience for this? Podcasters. oh god um so i mean i have almost no notes um so i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna let tom drive the conversation here and see see where it takes us okay (laughs) okay here we go um there's a little bit of shit foreshadowing where ashlyn b says yeah i'm going to go to tokyo without you uh, uh, remember that that'll be important later oh my god <laughs> in two minutes <laughs> I mean look I like Ashley B she's a very she's attractive funny. lady she's got a very nice accent that they've ruined in this film and very <laughs> funny as well but the fact they even tried to dress her like Catherine O'Hara with the big brown coat like no, you, you can't be Catherine O'Hara. She is no. national treasure. Let her be her own thing. And they... also, I'm kind of wasted comedically a bit because we barely see yes. her. Same yeah. with Catherine O'Hara to a certain extent. But the bits that Catherine O'Hara gets in Home Alone, she are really good. She's got some really great moments. And she and what Catherine O'Hara brings to that film, like no one brings to this. She's the heart of the film. She's got the moments where she's selling all her belongings to get home to Kevin. Mm. And you see the heartbreak <laughs> in Catherine. And then this, Ashley B's just like, I'll get on the next flight, it's fine. There's a, there's a two hour flight where she's just sat there like, oh, well, okay, I might have a snooze. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing that, yeah, Catherine O'Hara isn't her funniest in Home Alone, but she's very sincere and you believe mm. her as a mother. Whereas Ashley B just seems very neglectful and not yeah. very. Catherine O'Hara, no, nothing against Ashlyn B. I'm sure she will make a, a fantastic mother. But Catherine O'Hara looks mumsy. Like she, she looks like some yeah, mother. Does. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Ashlyn B looks like she could be one of our partners. Like at the age <laughs> she is, you know what I mean? Like she's we, at that age we, where you can't really, you can't really gauge whether she's old or whether she's young. Yeah. No, I get that. I, I, I know what you're and saying. And I think we fall into that sort of category. You can't tell if we're old or young. Um, it's getting mm. it's getting a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's something this film sorely lacks, and it's it's a it's a heart to it. Like Home Alone has some really sweet yeah. moments, like Kevin and his neighbour reuniting his neighbour with his estranged son. Kevin and his, you know, there's, there's little moments where you, it tugs at your heartstrings a bit, and that's Chris Columbus knowing what he's doing with, with directing. I don't think the guy that wrote Borat knows how to evoke emotion like that, to be <laughs> honest. But, Not about emotion, no. <laughs> no. It's just the whole, like, the whole tone of the film is just weird because it's like, it's not quite slapstick, it's not quite gross out comedy. It's it is not a quite, BMW ad. It's, <laughs> it's it's a prime example of just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Like this podcast. Yeah. 
Most of my notes are pinpointing things that are supposed to be jokes and then just putting fun. (laughs) You know, there's a fart joke, there's pants, you know, his trousers drop down. Oh, Rob Delaney doing a big fart. Peak cinema. (laughs) Don't call it cinema. Don't call it cinema. It's annoying that you've got Ellie Kemper, you've got Keenan Thompson, you've got (laughs) Rob Delaney and Ashlyn B. And there's not a single joke in this that made me laugh. Yeah. And the dean, the dean from Community, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy, yeah, yeah. This and the the principal from Modern Family, he's in it as well. He's he's the, I want to say the husband. That's Andy Daly. Yeah, hmm. yeah. You know, there's some great like, you know, current top American comedy actors. I was forgetting Chris Parnell. Chris who... Parnell gets thirty seconds of screen time, and then he gets the shits halfway through because like, he had the fish <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> It's, it's the... a great cast. That's <laughs> why, like, when I saw it was coming out, I was kind of excited because I was like, ah, this could be fun. Fun cast, lots of funny people. Do, oh. do you think there's a, a version of this film that has a lot more of these side characters? Because why, why bother putting Chris Parnell in for literally a minute? Do you think it's going to be like a Snyder-style cut? Release the Parnell cuts. (laughs) Or it's like a Muppet movie where just random people just pop up every 30 seconds, that kind of thing. Just, the whole thing is just bizarre because Ellie Kemp and Rob Delaney then visit the house on like three separate occasions before they actually commit the robbery. Well, no, they, they break into that, break, uh, that break death into the house first. Oh, um, God. <laughs> <laughs> no one notices. They break in and then stand in the middle of the room and nobody notices. And then they're outside fumbling in that pool. I don't think fumbling was We're the right word. No. <laughs> Thumbling? Thumbing one in? <laughs> No, that's <laughs> Keenan to Ellie Kemper. Allegedly. Just back on this Keenan theory, right? There's a bit when he's like talking to other well, neighbours. Is, and... is this in the movie or outside of the movie? Because we're using their real names. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know the character's name, so it's, it's in the this, movie. This, this, is a, this is a Howie fact. Yeah, this is a poe fact. Um, but there's a bit, I think they're in like church or something. And Keenan, as his estate agent, is like talking to Ellie Kemper and another neighbor's talking to her. And it, it's just, there's something weird about him. Like he's just involved in all these. Lewis, as I was a, about to ask, yeah. As an estate agent, yes. Um, if you sell a client's house, yes. um, do you storm into the church where the, the clients are on Christmas Eve? Um, and tell them that the house is sold. It is in the contract. Yes. Okay, that's fine. Where, where, wherever they are, if we get an offer, <laughs> we have to storm in and announce okay. the offer has been made. I've got this image of you like skiing in the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> Delivering a, fam- a box of there's chocolates. There's a family in Rochdale who have sold their bungalow. Like... <laughs> What's your helium budget? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sat in a jacuzzi in Spain with them. <laughs> Oh, all the pictures, all the places I can turn up to tell them about. <laughs> oh my god, at a funeral. <laughs> oh my Jesus god. Christ. Yeah, he is too involved. And that's why I think he's knob enough. 
it would have been made a better film. Like, what a great little twist that would have been. He stole the doll and he's slinging one up Ellie Kemper. Great. <laughs> wordsmith for Perry. Absolute wordsmith. <laughs> I mean, he's the winner in this story, really, isn't he? Like, he, he gets the doll and the girl. <laughs> and the house sale as well. And the commission. <laughs> All about that sweet, sweet commission. And I bet he got some of that orange aid on the way out. <laughs> His mate who lives soda. in the shed. Yep. <laughs> no, that's it. Kel that loves orange soda, Tom. Get it right. Yeah, that's why I said. His mate who lives His in the shed. In the shed. Yeah. Hmm. You know, like Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Just twist it by him. No, orange soda. There you go. Do you, do you remember in like mid to late 2000s, there was like a weird internet rumour that um, either Keenan or Kel had died. That was like a thing for a long time, that one of them was just well, dead. That always happens with famous dual acts, isn't it? Like, um, you know, the Chuckle Brothers. I, b- I believe one during high dead. school, well, one of them is now, but during high school, there's a website to say, is Barry Chuckle dead? And they would say <laughs> yes or no. Like... I mean, oh, it's, mm, it's going to say one for a while, I and mean, then <laughs> it's not going to go flip back between the two, are they? It's a bit of a sad act that now, isn't it? To me. To me. Oh. To me. <laughs> oh, Jesus <Wow>. Christ. <laughs> home sweet home alone. <laughs> yeah, okay. I hope he wasn't a pole bearer. The pair of you have been waiting for the Chocolate Brothers to come up on the podcast. I swear. Hold on. I've got my Chocolate Brothers page that I wrote months d- ago. I, I, I like the fact that people outside of the UK will have no idea what we're talking about. People in the UK. So, so think, think of Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper, but in the UK. And they both have a moustache. A, like, <laughs> a bit like Northern Mario Brothers, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, who, who are also movers? Is that what they did? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why did they drive around that pedal <laughs> go kart thing? <laughs> Were they window cleaners at one point? <laughs> Jack I, of I, all I, trades. I remember a waterbed. A waterbed. <laughs> episode of a waterbed. I think they were decorators as well. Was that a okay. porn film you watched? <laughs> the Chucker One Brothers. The Fuckle Brothers. <laughs> Yours was much better. <laughs> I don't know if this podcast gets any better than the Fuckle Brothers, to be honest. <laughs> fuckle, fuckle vision. <laughs> fuckle vision. <laughs> uh, talking of music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They use some of the music, but I swear there's a like a version of the main theme that then you hear goes off. Like it's it's not quite. There's something. I mean, I'm sure they did because it's Disney, but I just think they were trying to be cute with it. Um, like if you watch, oh, I don't know, like Mary Poppins Returns, they sprinkle in little bits of the original songs, but really, but quite tastefully. So it's not really like oh we're just gonna lean on the og songs that are better than these they're just like sprinkling little bits like little overtures and stuff whereas this well this isn't this is like someone just skipping on spotify it's not yeah (laughs) it's not like it's not subtle it's not done to like evoke anything other than i remember you're watching a home alone film 
It's like do do do, and then, <laughs> and then it asks the, it poses the same question, doesn't it? Who is this for? Yeah, uh, is it for the adults who are watching? Because we we don't have kids, and we know that music. Yeah, it's that's the thing because like they 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 do reprise a bit of that score, and also they bring in Buzz, and you know it's got a lot of nods and references to the original, which is like okay, so you're either making it for the people that liked it as kids, in which case we're all late twenties, thirties, and this film is not for. 30 year olds mm. or you make it for kids at which point all those references are lost on them so who's it who is it for well but you see the McAllister home security sign in the <sighs> front garden don't you yeah and Big Hoss mentions it as well so it's, like, yeah was, was it, did Kevin become a big deal yeah, this is what I wanted to ask. Like, who is it in the McAllister family that creates the home security system? Well, it's, it's, it's Kevin, isn't it? Because he says, oh, he does this every year. He plays a prank on me where he says a house is being robbed yeah. and all this. Haha, <laughs> what a joke. But, like, that's, it's for, that's for cousin. Funny. I reckon it's for cousin that pisses himself. <laughs> he doesn't want anyone coming in. He's, like, he's a terrible police officer that he doesn't go and investigate anyway. This is what I mean. Like... <laughs> And, and Kevin as his brother, like, that's a funny prank. Unless your brother is actually a police officer, at which point you're putting people's lives at risk. Yeah, can you imagine yeah. it coming over the radio a... and they say, oh, there's been a shooting at a, a <laughs> drugstore. And he goes, oh, Kevin, up to your old tricks that, again. Isn't that illegal? You're wasting yes. police time. Like, can you imagine if Buzz gets a call? Oh, we've just had reports of domestic violence. Someone's been bludgeoned with an iron. It's just Kevin. <laughs> Bro, yeah, he no, he bludgeoned someone with an iron that time. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's, that's Devin Rattray. That's, that's him. actually him. Um, moving on. Um, uh, what have I got here? No one has a landline. Um, oh, he doesn't anymore. True. It's true. Yeah, that's, that is fair. This yeah. is shit. Why did he punch a snowman? Oh yeah. Um, he calls him Harry Potter. Oh, that's a bad Good joke. Isn't it? <laughs> that's just a. It's just that. It's just a lazy film. Like that's a lazy joke. What? What is it for? What? What? What is? What? It, what? What does that say? What? Dog and alarm. Oh yeah. When when he goes to break into the house and he hears the siren. And then he sees a dog barking in his face, and he turns around. And it's just a car yeah. going past and a poodle on a lead. I quite like that. It's like mixing the visuals a little bit. That was something. Oh. That was something. I hate how a lot of this film. What's it for, though? <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's just the, uh... the the like the the traps and stuff. Did Faye feel more visceral in this? Do you know what I mean? Like. That, yeah. that phone tack was very long. Mm. And he, it fires him into a face. Yeah. I said to Lewis, you know, when he when he's doing those icicles on the 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 drain, I was he like, has he not seen the... lovely bones? Yeah. Has he not, like that would that would kill him. That would go I straight mean, through his skull. The same is true for a lot of the originals, especially Home Loan 2. Jesus Christ, he throws yeah. so many bricks he at that. He throws man. a brick off the roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like each, right, but here's the thing, like with, with Home Alone, and the, the reason Home Alone works so well is because it, it is a little bit dark straight from the start, because Joe Pesci just brings that energy to it. Yeah. Yeah. So when you get to Kevin McAllister's traps, scalding his hands, 
putting a, a spike through his foot. The film has created this tone of funny, but a bit dark. Whereas yeah. this is and just... earned it as well. He's yeah, it. yeah. Whereas this is just... It's all lighthearted. It's all whimsical. You quite like Ellie Kemp and Rob Delaney. And then this... when you're watching them getting nearly murdered, it doesn't sit right. There's, there's a darkness to it because... Ellie Kemper gets set on fire. Yes, at one point, there's 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 a bit where you can see the soles of her feet because the rubber has burned through <laughs> to the balls of her feet. And I just think the question is, it makes sense in the original because Joe Pesci breaking into my house. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a brick at his head. Yeah, Ellie Kemper breaking into my house. I'm not gonna fire darts at her. <laughs> this fucking but film is all over the place. When he starts firing and stuff, I'm like, oh, he's just firing darts. That's that's kind of fun. I didn't realise they had spikes on them. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. And it's just like tonally, it is all over the place. And if, if you're going to frame it from the point of view of the burglars, we don't then want to see them get tortured no. by some little English cunt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's a, a couple of hours it was like Rob Delaney going, why is he doing this to us? I'm like, Thank you. <laughs> Quite I hate right. those little bits though, yeah. because when when they're sliding on the ice and she goes, "This isn't going well at all." I hate that line. I hate that because it's so lazy. Yeah, in writing, it's it like does. it really sort of hangs a lantern on what's happening. Whereas with like Joe Pesci and oh, what's the other actor's name in that film? Chris. Let's call him Chris. Skeletor. <laughs> Joe Pesci and Chris. They they just kind of just keep going like they keep persevering through yeah. the nightmare, the house of horrors. Whereas yeah, Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper just like devastated the whole time. Yeah, and Can... broken physically, yeah. they get worse and worse. Yeah, like oh, he... the, the first time he gets hit with that pool ball, like like that is a a turning point because at that point they're slipped and sliding. It's a bit of fun. They're hurting themselves, but it's not crazy. Pull ball to the head. Is that when his tooth comes out? Probably, but he's he's dead. And then, like, and he lies down for quite some time. And like, and part of me was like, is this film turning? Is it just going to be he's killed a guy? <laughs> I I wish it did. Honestly, he's, I wish it did. He's become he's comatose at this point because <laughs> he's been hit in the head with a pool ball. Yeah. He doesn't know his name or where he is. No. And then Ellie Kemper proceeds to bash his head in with a door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's something blocking the door. Yeah, it's his, it's his melon. Like, <laughs> it's his brain. <laughs> makes it through and it feels like, you see lock, stock and two smoking barrels. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that's I how the works, even if you are concussed. Yeah, like, I said this to Lewis. I mean, we, we now have both been on VR headsets, and yeah. I said, is it a game about Rob Delaney dressed as Santa? Because mm. he, he looks down and it's his body. <laughs> yeah. And his hands somehow attract, and... He... Like, but again, that is just lazy. Although, that is... is that because he gets knocked on the noggin with a, a yeah, cue ball? Ex- ex- explain it away with brain damage. <laughs> One of my notes just said that Rob Delaney now must have no nerve endings in his head because he can't feel this VR headset strapped to him. Yeah, And is that, that, that might be a result of his brain damage, I don't know. Multiple uh, concussions. Mm-hmm. But again, that's just like, 
it felt like they wanted to do Home Alone in 2021. So what's a big 2021 thing? VR. Let's try and put a VR element in this. But they, but they did it wrong. It's like yeah, nobody's but- ever played vr that the, wrote they're trying thing. to be modern but not modern at the same time because he plays with hot wheels <laughs> he's got a super soaker that he doesn't know how to pump properly um he he just it just doesn't make sense one thing that annoyed me about one of the traps is that he puts lighter fluid on the floor thinking that ellie kemper will step on it which she does um, and then he does sort of a Looney Tunes thing where he tapes up the, the pipe so she can't, like, put the fire out. It's snowing. Horrifying. Yeah, snowing. Just saying it's snow. It's a foot of snow, a feet are on fire. You know, this is another thing that really bugged me about the film, is, is the house. Like, I like that in the first film, the house becomes a bit of a character. Like, the, the thing in the cellar that freaks out Kevin... You know, just like the big staircase. You know, there's a lot of things that you like. You like the way the house is designed for, you know, it's all very carefully planned out for that final act. This house just seems it's, they don't put the lights on at any point. It's all a bit <laughs> dim. Most of it takes place in the entrance hall and that's it. And then just outside the house, it just felt like they had half a set to work with the whole yeah. time. I mean, 90% of it happens in someone else's house. Well, yeah, this is it as well. This is not even the fucking house. And while we're on that subject, why does why does Ellie Kemper boost Rob Delaney, a fucking giant, He's a for a wall? No idea. And look, in a different movie, I can see Rob Delaney being intimidating. Like, if he if he did go for bad guys, are the bad guys. He'd yeah. be a great person to go for it, because he's... He's funny, but he's also a big, potentially scary dude. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, not twinned with Ellie Kemper, though. I mean, she's got she's got Joe Pesci's ferocity. I can see it. <laughs> Fire. She knows how to take an iron to the face. <laughs> That's my tooth. That's my gold tooth. <laughs> oh, I just I I think I would have just liked this film, like this kid, but just put Joe Pesci in it again. Yeah. As the kid. <laughs> as, as Max. <laughs> about the same height. Yes. Hey, you can't promise me McDonald's and not give me McDonald's. Impression, <laughs> <laughs> impression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great Joe Pesci that is. Just just gibberish. Just angry I just, gibberish. I just love that you, he clearly wants to be going like fucking shitting, panting. <laughs> but that, again, that is why Home Alone works because like, at the time, you know Joe Pesci as a scary dude. Like, you know, if they've got like Brian Cranston to do this part of Rob Delaney as like a Walter White effect, that would have been great. Like just get so it's a little bit scary anyway, but like Rob Delaney's quite jolly in this. He but like well. Malcolm in the middle, you know, he can do a slapstick. Yeah, like I mean, like just get get a Brian Cranston and somebody else that can do that sort of kind of dark humor. Which I just think Ellie Kemp is too happy. She's just got happy eyes. Like you know, she's not going to hurt you. Whereas like Joe Pesci, you believe he's going to bite off Kevin McAllister's fingers. You 100% think he's going to do it. He's going to. Yeah. Eat, I think we're like wrong a, in trying like to compare. Like a penguin. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Joe Pesci would be a great penguin, wouldn't he? Fucking <laughs> okay, hell, why has that not been a thing? Why did they get well, Danny DeVito and not Joe Pesci? I mean, Joe Pesci is very very similar to the Adam West sort of penguin, isn't he? Who was he? Was um, he was Rocky's Mer- trainer, Burgess Meredith? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a little bit sort of Joe Pesci. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah he is. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is Rocky's trainer. You're right. It's it's unfair to compare the wet bandits against <laughs> the fucking sloppy bandits, Ellie Kemper and Rob <laughs> Delaney, because. They're not bad guys. They're not robbing yeah. the house for the sake of no, robbing the house. But you can't help but compare it though, because it's because they forced us to. Yeah, and it they brought this yeah. out for us to and compare it to the original. It exists in the same universe. So to the it point does. where Buzz turns up and has a full conversation with this kid. It's just it's so bizarre. And then I hate how it like zooms in on his McAllister name tag mm. like they were worried we'd forgotten who Buzz was <laughs> how, how many how many children in this universe have been gagged and robbed <laughs> just because he thinks it's Kevin McAllister playing a prank because it's been 40 years like it's been every, it's like a fucking Christmas purge amongst the criminals because like, I ain't gonna do nothing at Christmas they only rob McAllister brand houses. Yeah. Like, yeah, it defeats the point of the McAllister security system because the calls go to Buzz and he thinks it's all a joke. <laughs> <laughs> He's not solved a single crime in like 10 years. Oh my God, this film is so... Do you know, do you know, do you know what would have made it better? An Avengers style post credit scene with Joe Pesci going, I'm putting a team together. <laughs> <laughs> he walks into Ellie Kemper's house. Like, <laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm in. That was Ellie Kemper. That was my impression of Ellie Kemper. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought she was in the film. Son of a bitch, I'm in. It was like me in the podcast on the last episode. You, you're. <laughs> You fell out of the ceiling and jumped through the window. What are you talking I, about? I repelled in, yeah. yeah. And then parachute base jumped out the window. It's oh, your base sweet, sweet it's Disney money. Um, right. what, what else happens in this film? <laughs> who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's right. Something does happen. What should this have been called? I've got options. So who's at home and I'm going to do a two home, two alone? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, home alone and the goblet of fire perched precariously above the doorway. <laughs> nice, like it. Like it a bit, of, bit of a mouthful, but okay. Uh, any any bids? Any bids? What we got? I think you can just do Home Alone Five: The Purge. I like the purge. That's that's fine because there's no there's no it's lawless this place. Yeah. Home Alone Judgment Day. <laughs> <laughs> It is pretty much the premise from The Purge, the original film, because, uh, you know, they, they rob a doll and then it turns out to be Orange Aid and then they break into a house and go out a child. Home Alone Annabelle? I would, yeah, mm, I would just call okay. it like... Just call it like The Omen 3. This kid is basically the Antichrist. <laughs> he's, he's horrifying. I think, yeah, can, can we just talk about this poor poor child actor? Because he's going to get tired with this brush now for a long time because this is not a good film and he's not 
good we, in it. I mean, I mean, Macaulay Culkin got some shit for it, and it was a good film. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a good point. This this kid is going to get marched into the streets with a withered old nun ringing a bell, singing "Shame." And <laughs> I don't even think it's the kid's fault. Like I, he's probably a good actor, but the stuff he gets to work with is so bad. Okay, Tom's Tom's dipping. Um, also, maybe it's just that family's kind of shit because like. It's a bit where he calls Rob Delaney, says he looks like Frankenstein. Yeah. Rob is like, oh, you mean Frankenstein? So what's it? Then my mum comes along and it's like, doesn't he look like Frankenstein? Doesn't look like Frankenstein. He looks like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, it's not nice, that, is it? That's a bad family. No. Like, not a nice... Like, in brackets, buying the house. Like, <laughs> coming to their home. Oh, yeah. That's... He looks like a monster and a piss and fucked off. Which, yeah, to say they've come in... To use their bathroom, they've insulted the homeowners and just left. Um, I think that's another thing. Yeah, and potentially stolen something. That's another thing from the first home loan. This one doesn't have, and it is the like genuinely funny family side characters. Like Uncle Frank in Home Alone is an absolute piece of shit, but he's funny <laughs> because like we've all got an Uncle Frank, and it's great. He's just, he's an arsehole, but it's, he, he plays it to the right sort of level where you don't hate him. You say, yeah, we've all got a bit of a dickhead uncle mm. like that. I mean, they try with the uncle of this when he's like, is, is front of life again the head shaved? This guy. Yeah. Like little bits like that, but it's. But for some reason, everybody in this family just comes across as spoiled, obnoxious pretentious, they don't have any sort of, like, endearing qualities to Is this a film about class warfare? Can we reframe it? Mm. Maybe, because Max's family do come across as very entitled. Oh, yeah, we don't talk about his dickhead brother, have we? Has he got a brother? I can't remember his brother. Not Max, Max, sorry, not Max, Rob, Rob Delaney's character. Oh, oh yeah, Paul yeah. Shear. <laughs> the Paul Shear clone. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've got Paul Shear at home. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, what's 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 he all about? What's his deal? And his his deal is them being inappropriate with their children and buying them to like Yeah. Imagine being a parent and like people keep buying your children shit, but yeah, not, that... they've not checked with you. It's like He's crossing lines. He's that crossing stripper boundaries. dress. Are you talking mm. about the stripper dress? Yeah. yeah. Where they go, oh, that's a lot of shoulder. Like, yeah. And then it's they the don't mom. care and go and rob a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just turns up with his... Abandoned with his... their children at her big pageant as well. Be very maybe, careful maybe what you say now. Very careful how you word this. Turns up with his um, partner. Um, in a kitten heels <laughs> in the yeah. dead of night yes yeah yeah yeah, but yeah that was a bit odd it, 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 like the fucking it, monsters they, they, yeah. they do and like a kleptomaniac child yeah which apparently then, is a big plot point his his brother keeps throwing snowballs at him like it's supposed to be playful and it's like it's like a, it's like you know when they used to do like they did horror films and then they did scary movie, where mm. scary movie took the piss out of it completely. This is like 
a really campy Christmas film. It's like, oh, he's throwing snowballs. I, but it's just not funny. It's not cutesy enough. I do hate how there's... I hate how the whole plot, it revolves around an accident, a coincidence. And then when, when Rob Delaney sees the doll on eBay... Are we meant to believe... Uh, when I first watched this... <laughs> I remember you saying I was this. like, it looked like that was his doll that somebody had listed on eBay. <laughs> and that's why he was so determined. To, like, that is actually mine, that physical one there. But then it turns out that's just another... Someone else has got the same thing and happened to be selling well, it at the same time. Except you. Only 10 in production on the list. What are the odds? What are because, the things sold right now? Because, you know, that's how eBay works. Like, you can put specifics like, only 10 available. That's not how it works. Ridiculous. Just like, what are <laughs> the odds? You, this... you said to me, I think you said something along the lines of, are we to believe that the kid has put this on eBay? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how it played. Like, it played like he believed that the, his doll had been stolen by somebody who was then selling it to make $200,000. And he's like, well, I've got to get it back because that is my doll on eBay. But that but, wasn't even his doll. Well, I don't think that's true, though, because he looks at eBay and then he goes, oh, it's selling for 200000 Then he rifles through the box. Yeah, he's so getting a price think, check. Do you think then at that point he thinks, oh, someone's stolen my doll and they've sold it on eBay? That, that That's how it plays to me. Because what are the odds one of these... 10 dolls in the world happens to be being sold the same day his goes missing. There's just, I hate how... Who is movie odds, Lewis. Movie odds. Stupid. <laughs> Who has £200,000 to blow and uses eBay? Hmm. <laughs> this is a private auction item, you say. <laughs> <laughs> it just... I hate... And next, the Pharaoh's chest. Like, like it's, it, it looks like one of those auction houses on like a Batman film, you know, where like they're selling off antiquities. But also, like, if if I had a doll in my house and I went on eBay and saw it was listed for two hundred thousand pounds, I mean, you probably do. Yeah, have some. But let's just say two hundred thousand pounds. But let's say I went on eBay and saw it listed for two hundred thousand pounds. I wouldn't immediately think that's what it's worth. I think some fucking idiot thinks he's getting a quarter of a million pounds for a doll. That's never going to sell. Yeah, it's not selling for... Exactly! Th- there's no comparative market, is there? Because no. it's the only one on they eBay. They say that's a, that's a buy now price. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the bidding started at 99p. Yeah. <laughs> like... Postage and packaging is 159 <laughs> <laughs> It's just... The whole motivation for these characters. Why did anybody make this the plot? Like, could there be nothing else? Like, why was it not like a family heirloom or some something genuinely good? Like, like, the, the doll looks like shit. It doesn't even look believable. Who wrote it? Let's I'm find gonna, out. I'm Let's... gonna Google who wrote. Who's responsible for this? Yeah. Garbage? Let's hunt America. him down. <laughs> Drag him into the streets. Absolute garbage. Oh, you're making a trip. Here we go. Writers. Um, Who wrote this? Mikey Day. Mike. It's wait, the... wait. No, no, no. 
there were three people responsible for writing this film. Of course there was. Mikey Day, Streeter Sedell, and John Hughes. Right, let's... Isn't John Hughes dead? Yeah. I, I don't think it's that John Hughes. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no it it's, it's based on John Hughes' yeah, characters. Yeah, okay. I think John Hughes okay. did first Home Alone. Yeah. Right. Oh, wait, wait. One of them writes for Saturday Night Live. Wait, go back. Go back to him. What was that second one? What is that? Terminator. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Terminator Termination, which is a short film, and he played John Connor. Oh, my okay. God. Didn't even write it. Um, Streeter Sedell? Um... All right, this writer is called Streeter. Oh, Saturday Night Live, again. Oh, so we know Keenan Thompson got the job. people. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. Oh, he, he wrote Michael Bublé's Christmas in the City. Nice. Ooh. You know, you know the really plot-heavy <laughs> Michael yeah, yeah. Bublé concert that he did in, in the, the City. The seminal work, yep. <laughs> um, he wrote for the Emmy Awards. So they've got it's... sketch comedy writers, haven't they? And that's what yeah. this well, is. Well, I mean, it? he started with College Humour, which again is Facebook. Yeah. Um a YouTube sort of humour. Isn't it funny when you when you do a bit of a post-mortem on it and it all starts to make sense? Because mm-hmm. it does sort of play as a bad sketch. Yeah, it feels like they've got a celebrity yeah. in an SNL sketch to do Home Alone. Yeah, this is like a bad Home Alone SNL sketch, isn't then, it? There used to be such good movies where it was just a bunch of people from SNL coming together. Fucking, look at Ghostbusters. That's just a yeah. load of people yeah. from SNL fucking about but then SNL was better then than it is now because it's it. That's one of those shows that's been on so long. It's become a parody of itself in a lot of cases, and it's you know, the guy who plays um, what's he called? Uh, fake um, Paul Shear yeah. looks like he's trying to be um, oh Superman. <laughs> he looks like. Oh my god, he looks like Henry Cavill from Henry Cavill when they tried to edit out the moustache. Oh Jesus. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does. You won't put him in charge either. Because kids. why is his moustache such a drastically different colour from his hair? Oh my god. Don't don't look at her. <laughs> don't look at her and I, I can't help it. Sorry. Um, sorry, we've gone well off topic. Why why wouldn't I look at her on right? What what else happens in this film that we need to discuss? Um, okay, I don't, okay, I don't want to know who we're looking at right <laughs> Um, when Robert Rob Delaney pretends to be Santa, he sounds like Mr. Krabs. That's just an observation I had. Um, why does he dress up like Santa again? What's what's that about? Because he wants to trick the kid into thinking that Santa's broken into his house. <laughs> Oh, right. Can we discuss the other key, like, thrust to, to uh, Max's motivation? He thinks he's being kidnapped to be sold for $200,000. No one's paying £200,000 for Harry Potter. Oh, my God. Like, what is this kid? And can we just discuss his weird, <laughs> like, fantasy scenes with these old ladies knitting? Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, it reminds me of that advert where it was like, how shreddies are made. <laughs> <laughs> Knitted by nanas. <laughs> oh, like... It reminds me... Have you seen Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Not for a long yes. time, but yes. There's a bit where there's like an old woman 
trying to kiss him on the cheek and like running down the hallway after him in hell. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That kind of vibe. Speaking of old ladies, there's a proper safeguarding issue where an old woman is visibly seen stroking Max's face. (laughs) (laughs) Saying he's a good boy. In an age of COVID, she takes her teeth out, oh. runs runs a finger inside Where her is mouth, this and going? starts rubbing his face. <laughs> what? You had me at taking her teeth out. Oh my god! Sure I did. <laughs> um, what else we got? Uh, don't we're, we're we're clutching at straws. Clutching at straws here with this film. <laughs> I was I was just going to comment on the fact that this so in. <laughs> The um, original Home Alone, there is one scene when Kevin McAllister has, like, uh, that scene when he, he pictures his family being mean to him. Like, you know, it's like, Kevin, you're such a disease. You know, he sees like, the floating heads. This film does that four times with different... Yeah. Ca- like, And it's really weird, because like, Ashton B has a moment when she has, like, weird floating voices around her. The kid has it. I think Ellie Kemper has it as well. And it's a really weird, like, narrative choice. Because like, in Home Alone, it's because it's like Kevin... He's a little, he's a little kid. Yeah. yeah. And all the shit his family gives him, and you believe it, it's him. But when the adults have it in, it's like, you're a grown-up. What are you doing? I've <laughs> got loads of notes saying, you're an adult. Like, literally <laughs> afterwards, I'll write <laughs> Like, I've put, don't eat food off the floor, you're an adult. <laughs> because Rob Delaney sees cookies on the floor and starts eating them. Oh, d- d- does he get, like, fucking baked or something? What, what no, it's, like, no, it's, it's hot sauce cookies. It's, 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 yeah, it's Satan's Heine. It's spice. Is the name of the... <laughs> no, it's not spice, because he's not punching traffic <laughs> in that little... Um, oh, my God. oh, yeah, yeah, he eats that. Cul-de-sac. Goes into his VR world. He drinks that, that hot milk. He's had spice, I'm telling you. <laughs> Um, oh that would explain a lot. It would, wouldn't it? It absolutely would. Like, 100%. Yeah. There is a slight redeeming feature of a movie that just comes far too late, because there is a bit towards the end where we're just like, oh. can we just talk a moment? Why is this happening? What's <laughs> yeah, going on? Yeah. So... And if that just happens straight away, I'll be like, oh, yeah, fair play. Well, I said this. This could have been solved in five minutes. Yeah. yeah. But that... All the more reason that scene completely undermines the whole film because it, it that scene basically comments on the fact that the foundations of this plot are wafer thin because if they just had a conversation an hour ago, no, there's no film. Fuck that. If Rob Delaney would have gone into the house the first time and seen that it was just a can of orangeade in his coat pocket, <laughs> none of the rest of the film would have happened. I also hate that, like... A lot of their planning and scheming to get in hinges on the fact they think there's a German woman that lives upstairs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's an Alexa. The, the German robot that automatically <laughs> changes to English when it see, deems fit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it, it says oh, booby like, in English. It's a, like a random choice of like... They had to write in that any re- like vaguely responsible adult knowing a child is on their own, would do something about it. So we had to write in the fact that they think there's a German grandmother yeah. <laughs> to cover themselves. 
but and I hate the, <laughs> and I just I hate the fact that you know if you're going to try and contemporize this film, yeah, put a smart home device in it, but adults know what smart home devices sound like. Rob Delaney knows that's not a human being. That's yeah. clearly an automated voice. Like we know, oh, it's so stupid. <laughs> the German grandmother upstairs <laughs> talking about Belschnickel. <laughs> <laughs> and Clampus is coming. <laughs> and then she, at one point, Ellie Kemper is learning, sort of learning yeah. German. It's not like she's on Rosetta Stone. She's gone to Waterstones and bought a German dictionary. Like, she's gone to the effort. How? Yeah. What is the time scale between her going to this house <laughs> and then going back to the house? Did she just have it? Did she have it on a bookshelf? Maybe. Ridiculous. I I said this when we watched it. Like, I've got so much respect for Ellie Kemper, Rob Delaney, because like they they are acting so sincerely in this moment and they know what they're making is dog shit. Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper had to pretend that a floor was slippy. Maybe <laughs> did it um, They did it fantastically well. Um, but they are very good actors. Yeah. Um they they know what they're doing. Question, um, question, do wasted. Question, do do they get Oscar nominations for this? Because this is it's gonna well, be some buzz, right? It's gonna be some buzz. Yeah, because given the, the context of what they were working with, that's gotta play in their favour, surely to God. Best I supporting Buzz McAllister from prison. <laughs> I want them to pick up their Razzie Awards in person. <laughs> oh my god. It's just not a good film. And it's like, if you're going to go to the hassle of putting Buzz McAllister in this, start putting other people in it from the first film. Like, get, yeah. Like, yeah, find O'Hara. Way, yeah, find a way to get Catherine O'Hara in this. Really? Or just any of them. Let's have Donald Trump. Like, he's, <laughs> he's not doing much anymore. Yeah, he's... Like, let's have the weird pigeon lady from New York. Let's do that. Let's get um, oh. Rob Schneider from just, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Tim Curry just, and just Rob have, Schneider. Have like a news story of the wet bandits in prison and they're up for trial and all this. They do it a little bit where they do a they do that version of the um, gangster film, but in space. As a random little nod. Yeah. It? Oh, like he sat yes. on the sofa and then what the guy the- goes. Why are they remaking this? They're always terrible. And yeah, it's like, oh, you uh, know your film is shit then, yeah? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they do that um, Angels with Dirty Souls remaking yeah. space thing. It's really like... It's <laughs> I such... hope it's called that. Angels with Dirty Souls. In space, 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 space. space. Pigs in space. <laughs> but yeah, and then he's like, oh, don't remake the classics. They're never as good. It's like, yes, stop right now. No. Cancel no. it. Why put that in your own film? Oh. Why put that in it? I think they thought they were making a really good film. No, they, they knew they weren't because oh. they put that in the film. They put that in the film to say the, the remakes are always dog shit. I think I'm paraphrasing, was. obviously. Yeah. Um, because it's a PG on Disney. It's bit, it's only a PG because even though Ellie Kemper's set on fire. I was gonna say it's <laughs> only a PG because they don't go all the way with the CGI like 
I mean, they do because apparently the breath is CGI. I didn't know that. <laughs> Pretty sure it looked it. There's, there's a really dodgy CGI moment. Right? Oh, is that when Belschnickel's like <laughs> flying through the sky and Max has to dive like he's saving the president? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they ret- after they have resolved their differences, which they could have done at the beginning of the film. They return to the burglar's home. They take the child with them because now they know he's home sweet home alone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then... The, you said it! <laughs> the stupid, this stupid kid who has no lines, just stares blankly from the corner, has the, the doll, and somehow it just ends up flying through the air. I can't remember how exactly. He just lobs it because he's a little kleptomaniac. <laughs> <laughs> he is... But rather than just doing that practically, it is a CGI of the doll flying through the air because clearly nobody on set knew how to do a slow motion practical effect of the doll. And it just, you've never seen anything so green screen all your life. Oh my God. The doll is a different like hue to the rest of the film for a few seconds. Do you know what the worst CGI in the film is? making all of the actors laugh at a dinner table. Oh um, because that's the only way I can imagine that they were all laughing, like goons at that table. How did Max's mum know where Max was at the end of the film? I said um, this to you. Why did she go to the... That, she that they called, uh, from the airport. To her own house? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, but there's no explanation. Like, if that's the case, show her just getting a text message. And then, like, her whole side story is completely irrelevant because, like, with... She wouldn't have got a text message because Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney do not know who this person is. They don't have a number. Yeah. They've got no idea who she is. I mean, Rob Delaney knows her from. Apparently, they know where she lives from just their name. And her whole side story, you know, like, with Catherine O'Hara, you get this really great... Like she's trying to get on the plane, she's selling her, her watch, she's selling her earrings. Now she's getting on a van with John Candy. John Candy's amazing. You get this whole great thing. Whereas Ashley the Beast, like, they got on the plane. Yes, great. Done. And a, and a guy is watching her screen instead of his. And that's about yeah. it. And there's just like a, a man that falls asleep on her. And that's that's her whole her whole story. And it's just all the um, like supporting branches of the film are a bit shit as well. Um, oh my god, Tom has just decanted me some wine. Oh, uh, yeah, lovely. Cheers. Chin. Okay. Virtual clink. I mean, what what else can we say about this film we haven't said already? All right, are, are let's missing, have a look. Are we missing anything? <clears throat> I, yeah, I didn't write many notes. It's just how how can you honestly? Apathy, I think it's yeah. I've done four pages. Any advance on four? Jelly Belly. Half yeah, because what? when when Keenan Thompson pretends that he's not uh, nobbing, I mean he's not an estate agent. He, yeah, when he's a personal trainer, he says he's going to sort out Rob Delaney's bum. Mildly sage. <laughs> I'm sorry, I belched then. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. On a, the a visceral reaction to the <laughs> Yeah, there's like a weird, like, I'm, I'm going to be your personal trainer sort of thing. Which... And then she goes, we're going to start out that jelly belly. Does, does that not just say this kid is shit? Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is shit. The kid is shit. 
I've seen him in Jojo Rabbit, and he's 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 good. He's all right. Again, it's another thing where it's a, an English actor in an American film, jarring. Yeah, do not like it. Don't know why we sound more upper class and posh in an American film. I don't. I don't understand how it works. Is it James? And Paul I think it's effect? because. <laughs> no, I think it's the Hugh Grant effect from uh, years and years ago. Everyone thinks we talk like that. Why the don't. fuck do we not just watch like Love Actually? Why are we watching this? You know what pisses me off? People think we talk like Hugh Grant, but everyone's seen Game of Thrones with Sean Bean in it, <laughs> and he he talks he talks like me. <laughs> well, yeah, we're everyone, in the same sort of area. I, everyone I, talks I, about four weddings. Nobody talks about sharp. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's all Notting Hill. This Notting Hill, like no one's watching Foyle's War, are they? <laughs> is that you in Grufford? Is that you in? Who's you in? What's you in? What's you? Is he in Whistleblower? So, He's in Whistleblower. You in Grufford? I I like the fact that this film is so shit that when Tom wrote his notes, he couldn't be bothered to write the whole title. All he's written is just Home Sweet Home. <laughs> because I felt at home watching the film for the second time. Oh my! Because God. I'm a sucker for pain. All um, right. I I personally can't wait for Home Sweet Home Alone to fucking Lost in Hollywood, and it's just this kid. I want him to go to New York <sighs> and meet Donald Trump now, where he, <laughs> where he looks like that Tupperware you can't just get clean. Like you know when you've put lasagna in a Tupperware. <laughs> Oh, it's always it's just a bit fucking. Oh, there's a bit of time it, mark. It, it's uh, gone through a machine to need to so it's kind of wonky and won't fit properly. Yeah, either. that's what it is. You put uh, hot water in it, so it's yeah. warped. And I hate it in Family Guy when he's got really tiny hands. Yeah. He's got like children's hands. It's yeah. great. It's great. Fucking schmuck all orange that he is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Although it's not long since I've seen the second Home Alone. I watched it last week. And. It sort of makes me think of Crow. There's a weird bit with pigeons, and there's a weird <laughs> yeah. bit where he's in like a weird sort of like homeless shelter in a clock tower or whatever oh, it is. You know, I watched that last week. Yeah, I watched them both back to back. Who's the other pigeon ladies for Crow? Yes. <laughs> Crow pigeon lady. No, pigeon lady is um, the pigeon. Catherine O'Hara from Shit's Creek as the uh, crow lady. <laughs> the nice. crowing. Yeah. <laughs> it's all wheels within wheels. It's <laughs> nice. Oh my god! Yeah, I watched Home Alone two again last week, and again, just a great film. Like you know, it gets a bit. You know, his house of horrors at the end is a bit more murderous than his own home in the first Home Alone. Yes, um, but he Tim, it up. yeah, Tim Curry's great. We love him. Again, but bit, you, do wrap up warm. It's awfully cold outside. <laughs> does he pet? Does he play the? Is it the bellhop or? Yeah, he's like the he's concierge. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's he's got this great bit when he's like. Um, scurrying out the room because he's getting shot and he's oh he's just fantastic I love you <laughs> have a lovely day <laughs> uh, Tim Curry's the best he's, he's fucking amazing he's great uh, I'm upset about Tim Curry oh he's not so good now is he he's, he's wheelchair going. bound he's yeah. still going yeah. has he had a stroke or two? yeah I think he had several yeah mm. he's been quite unwell but go on love him have you ever played, um, is it Command and Conquer that he was in? 
and he played a Russian um, dictator. Nice. And he goes, the only place they can't get us is in spies. I can't believe you've not seen it. I'm gonna have to send it to you. He literally please, goes, please he, he stares into the camera like this. He's like, spies. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Money oh, ringtone. That <laughs> that delivery sounds like him going handyman. Tissa. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Georgie, you want a balloon? <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Have we got anything else to say about this? Film? I mean, I've got plenty to say about this. Film. Are we starting a Tim Curry um, podcast? Yes. Right. Let's have a look. Um, Call it Tim Talk. I'm not going to. I don't have any random notes to fit into organic into conversation. Because it's all I, nonsense. That's I'm right. half a page. This oh. might be the least I've written. <laughs> what? <laughs> my train's cancelled. Oh, well, you're not going home <laughs> No, tonight. I'm going fucking nowhere. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, well. Carry on. Let's drink more. <laughs> um, there's a weird exchange between Ashlyn B and a man who is the pictorial representation of a thumb on the plane, yeah. um, where it's just him looking at the screen, and it's you can tell it's supposed to be a joke. But there's nothing just, funny about it. No, she's just getting freaked out by a guy looking at her screen. Yeah, I mean Ashlyn B should know, and it's it's a completely problematic continuity error, which the you know is the director slash writer is lazy. She should know that if you press the power button on a TV screen, it takes you to a random episode of the Looney Tunes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It happens all the time. Yeah. The like, time. whenever I turn my telly on, I'm sick of seeing Wiley why, why, like, Coyote. Like, <laughs> foiled again um, by the painted-on train <laughs> tunnel. That is the perfect... I shouldn't. I shouldn't call her that. <laughs> um, again, this is something this film is sorely lacking, and that is a solid supporting cast. Because, again... Home Alone, when you've got, like, John Candy showing up out of nowhere. Great. But the problem is the main cast in this are great. Yeah. But this film is shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. The the Mm. bones of the film are great, but the sinew that is the writing... (laughs) The flesh. Dripping. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Um... Okay. Is, is it because I said sinew? Yeah. Are you upset now? <laughs> a little bit. Um, that, that final scene when they're all sat round the dinner table is really, <laughs> really worse. bizarre. Because... Can we all do an impression of that? Yes. Are you ready? Oh, my feet have been scalded. They had to remove oh some arse skin <laughs> to cover the f- balls of my feet. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Rob um, Delaney's got a gold tooth installed. Um, he's got a new grill. He's got the Joe Pesci special. He had to um, sell the doll for that. There's a 
this scene again makes me think a lot of this film either got reshot or cut because Andy Daly is sat at the head of this table and doesn't have a line of dialogue. <laughs> and it's really bizarre because, like, again, a genuinely hilarious actor and it just cuts to him and he looks sad. Like, as a human. One line. I don't yeah, know. No, he does say something at the table. It's the most he's ever said in this film, except Max, clean up your toys. Yeah, it just uh, it it all Christ. yeah like they have a lot of very good actors in this and don't use them. I just feel like there's a, there's a film we didn't get, and I wonder if they made a slightly darker film and then changed their mind to make it more silly slapstick. Tom's slinking uh, off camera somewhere. I need a piss. Oh, he's gone for a piss. All right, Tom, it's just me and you now. I think one of the wet bandits. So instead of Ellie Kemper, you know what this should be now? We should we should recast the whole film. We should. Wait, I mean I stand by Well Tom's not here. I, I stand by Brian Cranston in the Rob Delaney role. I think he would be fantastic. Who am I thinking of? Um Bill Skarsgård as oh Ellie Kemper. God. Not Penny... not as not as the <laughs> as, woman in the film, but as, as Pennywise. As, no, no, as Ellie Kemper, the actress. Bill <laughs> uh, Skarsgård as Ellie uh, Kemper. Oh, my God. Everyone floats down here. You know what I would have wanted? Mm-hmm. I, I want Brian Cranston from Delaney and just get fucking Meryl Streep as Ellie Kemper. <laughs> just get these. Oh, Emma Thompson. These no, like... don't get Meryl Streep because she will try and do an impression of um, Joe Pesci. She will try and be Joe Pesci. Funny, funny how. Funny Get how. Bill Skarsgård and who did you say? Um, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Brian yeah. Cranston and Bill Skarsgård. Because Brian Cranston can then use his classic Breaking Bad line, which is, I am the one who knocks. And he knocks on the door. Yeah. And then there you go. And then us as adults go, uh, we've seen that. We yeah, know. Exactly. We, I know that reference. It it just feels like, I, I, and we said this: if you're going to remake Home Alone, know who your audience is. It is not kids now. It is people that were born in the nineties. It's us. The thing is, though, this film is shit enough to be okay for kids. Like kids will sit and watch this because you know Rob Delaney punches a, a snowman. Nobody. In, Kids don't know who Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney are. They don't know who Keenan Thompson is, and it makes me feel fucking old. They don't know who Macaulay Culkin is. No. And the problem is, they don't know who Max is. I had to Google who Max was. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you don't always know who the kid actors are, but... But Macaulay Culkin, he was in... He's in the newest series of American Horror Story. As soon as I saw him, I was like, that's Kevin McAllister. I was like, I know exactly who that is. But <laughs> Max McAllister, not Max, what's he called? Max. It is Max. Yeah. Is it Max? Yeah. yeah. We, don't, we don't know his last name, but it doesn't matter. No, who is the police officer? Mm-hmm. Oh, Buzz. 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 Buzz McAllister. Okay. Question. Yeah. Would Keena Thompson and Bill Skarsgård still have enough there in a new movie? <laughs> yes. 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 I'm, on, I'm on board. I'm on board. I, I, I don't know who would be who. I don't know what roles they would take in that bedroom. I don't know who's the dom, who's the sub. They'd figure it out. 
who's the top and who's the bottom. Um, I would assume Keenan would be the top. One's a pitch, one's receiver. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Training tunnel. Looney Tunes is what I'm talking about. Uh, who's the tunnel? Who's the coyote? That's what we want to know. <laughs> what? I don't know. I need to go for a piss as well. Okay. Change places. <laughs> oh, don't don't bring back. Jesus. Okay. All right. While well, he's gone, let's do some proper. All right. Let's record it now. He's gone. <laughs> we haven't recorded any of this yet. Oh no. Okay. Welcome to podcast first, everybody. <laughs> oh man. So. How how's the COVID going? Uh, well, it could be worse. I how, did you, how did you know you had COVID? Did you just take a test and oh, or did you feel a bit COVIDy beforehand? Well, I was feeling a bit fluey. Yeah. And then I like took a test. I was like, oh, it's alright. But then I tested again like the day after. I was like, oh, uh oh, mm. that's that's not so good. Bad bad time to get it before. Spider-Man. Yeah. But and, the holidays was Spider-Man. Oh, fuck. No, 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 yeah, no. Spider-Man. Yeah. Fuck Christmas. Spider-Man. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I need to talk about it to you both, and I need one of you to watch it rapidly. When does your isolation finish? Uh, Wednesday. Okay, so go see it on Wednesday. Thursday. Then. Thursday. Go see it on Thursday morning. Nine That's o'clock done, showing. Yeah. yeah. Have you managed to avoid the spoilers so far? I mean, mostly. Like, I, I saw like a, a thumbnail on YouTube. I was like, okay, I knew I, I kind of knew something like that was going to happen. So it's not super spoilers, but I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying as best as I can to avoid everything. But it's tricky because I'm an internet boy. I think honestly, the big spoilers aren't things you can see in a snapshot because, mm. like, the screenshots wouldn't spoil anything from Spider Man because. I think you kind of know what is going to be there, but it's how it's there is the spoiler, if that makes mm. sense. So are we talking about Spider-Man? We are, yeah. We've got to stick a home, home along. So I managed to avoid Facebook spoilers, but uh, IMDB ruined it for me. Yeah, no. <laughs> because I... Can you explain without spoilers? No, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you the spoiler. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how it came, came about. Okay, yeah, yeah. IMDB... Um, I've got the app and it sends me push notifications and because I've liked No Way Home, it said No Way Home cast list has been updated. And I was like, oh, oh okay. That's not fun. I didn't click on it. I didn't click on it. I was like, I sort, sort of know who's in it. Mm. <laughs> That's a mistake. Um, so Home Sweet Home Alone is shit. Correct. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Um, I think that is all my notes, really. Um, I said my, my main note was just what were they thinking? And I stand by that. What were they thinking? I don't think they knew what film they wanted to make. Um, totally, so, it's a mess. Plot-wise, it's a mess. They try to give it a, a, a spin from the, the burglar's point of view, but that doesn't work because it still ends up with them getting the shit kicked out of them. You want the kid to die. You shouldn't want a kid to die, but you do. I mean, that's cinema. <sighs> yeah. Tom, do you have any miscellaneous notes that wouldn't fit organically into conversation? No. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. It's just that, but it's not. It's, I, I might. 
it's just meh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Tom Prime might have some miscellaneous notes. I got before we get into conversation. Go. What you got for us? That one just says booby. Yeah. <laughs> so was, I've got I've got two two lines that says Harry Potter, Potter Harry Potter booby, <laughs> and then weird exchange. Um, Santa tiny sauce. Uh, I've got famine and wars equals Santa Claus. <laughs> he does as well. What's that about? She says that Ellie Kemper says that famine and wars equals Santa Claus. This sleep. Oh, um, slip equals fun. Yeah, so there's a bit where they slip on the floor. Mm, and, slip uh, does equal fun. Slip, I agree. Nip slip well, equals fun is what I meant to say. Right. Um, I don't remember the nips and Ellie Kemper was garroted by Christmas lights. Uh, don't eat food off the floor. Mm-hmm. She would be killed by Mentos and Coke. <laughs> um, not Coca-Cola, specifically. Um, Generic brand cola. Um, no, I meant nose powder. Oh, oh. Um, But a Colombian dandruff. Why is Ashlyn B staring at that child? Um, Solid question. Because she's not left a baby at home, but she's staring visibly at a baby. Can I just say the one you thing look, that... You lose one, you gain one. <laughs> you know, the one thing that made me really angry about this film, and it really spoke to how badly made it was. In Home Alone, you get this great sequence when they're all rushing to get to the airport, and you, you kind of believe they forgot Kevin. Mm. In this, there's just a line saying, oh, his mum's gone without him. Like, what? Ashley B just leaves for the airport in advance of the rest of the family. And leaves behind Max. And, but trusting the two uncles to yeah, account for the you, children. You don't even see Ashley B's mum character leave. It's just a line of dialogue. Oh, she's gone. But you wouldn't go without your son. Why have you done that? And Uber takes a lot of forward planning. <laughs> like, they send a lot of, like I said, push notifications to say, oh... We've dispatched a drive. Oh, he's on his way. Oh, he's 10 minutes away from your address. Oh, he's picks up Kevin McAllister. I'm I'm calling it quits. This film is absolutely <laughs> dog shit. Um, right. Can we do I, I are you wanting to leave? No, are you off? No, no, I've got nowhere to go. My train's cancelled. <laughs> you are sleeping on the streets, my friend. Um, do we do we have anything else to say about this film before we can, I mean can we can we can we can we fan cast it? Can we can we do a bit of fan casting? I've told you, Brian Cranston is Rob Delaney. Who's the kid? Who do we get to play the kid? Kevin McAllister. Macaulay Culkin as no, a grown up. But adult. like fan casting, I'd cut I'd, a lot of them. I'd just keep them. Yeah. Like, can we do a just fan make the writing better? Casting? Yeah. <laughs> I would get um, who's who's the kid. Um, no, they're too old. I was going to say one of the Stranger Things kids would be. They're all a bit too old now, aren't they? Do you know who I want as a wet bandits? Timothy Chalamet. I want. <laughs> no, never. It's ne- <laughs> whatever question I oh. ask, the answer is never Timothy oh. Chalamet. Sorry, I've got a great one of the wet bandits. Get Jason Momoa as one of the burglars. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh my god. I want modern day Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Yes. As the wet bandits. Yes. Sold. I want and them breaking into a kid's house. And their head just implodes. 
<laughs> well, yeah, because it's hitting a cue ball already. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just cue ball in cue ball. Like, it would cause a black hole, I but think. I think also, Tom is right. I, I think the cast is good. They just don't get good material to work with. Like, oh, that yeah. cast, you could almost, not quite, but you could plug them into the original Home Alone and make it, it wouldn't be as good, but they do a good job with it, I think. It's written like a bad SNL sketch exactly where is. you're expecting if if they'd have done it on TV with Macaulay Culkin as the host of SNL, it would be funny. It'd be, it'd be fun. It'd be cute. It'd because be... it's it's more of a meta thing. Then. Yeah. But this, yeah, you're, you're waiting for the funny cameo in this and you get Devin Rattray as Buzz. Yeah. This feels like Buzz is hosting SNL, <laughs> yeah. which nobody is watching. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I'm done, guys. We've broken him. There's nothing more we can say about this. Look, it's not a good film. I don't know why we've made this our landmark 50th episode, but in in a weird way, (laughs) it almost feels like a fitting tribute to this podcast. Um, So thanks for listening, everybody. I don't know where we go from here. I don't know if we do go from here. Let's find out, shall we? Um, Very hard. I guess that's it. You know, stay safe. Tom's got COVID. Don't yeah. hope nobody else gets COVID. Don't don't yep. tongue kiss Tom. Nobody no. come to my house. Yeah, don't no. don't don't share any cutlery. Stay yeah, stay away from also Tom. Always good advice. Um, and different reasons. I guess, yeah. He's got the yardstick for a reason. It's yeah. court ordered. <laughs> um, um, and I guess that's that. I mean, Merry Christmas, everyone. I guess. Yeah, Happy Christmas. Hey. Don't watch this. It's shit. <laughs> watch something better. Watch, watch, what? Watch Gremlins. Watch Jingle All the Way. There you go. Klaus. Let's all go around and do another good Christmas movie. All right. Okay. Okay. What? What would be? Are we doing top one or top three? I mean, for me, genuinely, I always watch Love Actually. I love that film. I know oh, it's shit, yeah. but it's no, love, it. love Actually has got to be the. I mean, just I just listening to Liam Neeson talk about a kid injecting heroin into his eyeballs is just. You know what's weird about that film? <laughs> uh, why why did he need to have the dead mum plot with Liam Neeson and his kid? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Uh, Him crying over the coffin is disgusting. I never understood that because then um, it's just like. I'm, I'm over it now, it's fine. I don't trust people who have never seen it. There was someone at work who told me about their experience going to Macy's and getting a, um, it was like a brooch for their, their sister. And she was like, oh, they were like wrapping it up in this, this thing and they were putting like sprigs of things in and like they were spraying it. And I was like, did they dip it in yogurt? <laughs> she had no idea what we're talking about. I was like, no, we're, we're not friends. We're not friends anymore. Did you know that in uh, either a deleted scene or a different draft, that Rowan Atkinson was meant to be an actual angel? Can, in yeah, the... I, no, yeah, no, yeah. genuinely. So in the airport scene, when he helps, he distracts the guards like the kids through, it cuts to Rowan Atkinson and he just disappears. No, no, that doesn't yeah. make sense. It's, it's, it, it, and the no. whole and in, in the original draft, he, he takes so long doing Alan Rickman's necklace, he, he doesn't buy the necklace because he's it's there to, to stop him from doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but they changed it like towards the end. So he's just like, uh, you know, a bit of a coincidence. He's in, but he was meant to be an actual angel. No, stop yeah. it. No, he no. was. He was. 
No. He absolutely was. No. Um, anyway, so for me, love actually. Tom, Christmas film. Recommend it. Go. Gremlins. Gremlins. It's always going to be Gremlins. I love the creature feature. But Harry Potter. Yeah. Mm. It's not It's not necessarily a Christmas film. I would say probably Goblet of Fire, Order of the Phoenix is sort of virgin on Christmas. They do have, they have a Christmas ball. Um, I'd watch Harry Potter every single time. I mean, we are halfway through it. We're on Half Blood Prince now. Nice. Fuck it. Great films. Oh, amazing films. And Chris Columbus yeah. from uh, yeah. Also, some Christmas film recommendation. Uh, recently is Klaus. Very good film. Uh, Which is that one? Is that one with um, the an- the animated one? The animated yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, and also for me, uh, the first Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell. Great film. Hmm. I've not and seen I it. I'll say Hot Fuzz because he gets stabbed by Santa. <laughs> nice. <laughs> who is who is uh, Peter Jackson? Isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty yeah. Didn't know that. There you go. We've stumbled on something vaguely interesting today. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll we'll see you for episode 51. It'll be better than this. Whatever it is, it'll be a better film. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Don't get COVID. <laughs>